0: say a couple things to you and we'll move on okay the highest level and there are levels the highest level of deliverance is to be delivered from the need of deliverance the highest level of deliverance is to be delivered from the requirement of deliverance we like to put requirements on god especially the american church you know we put requirements on god i'll praise you i'll serve you i'll worship you if you know But the highest level is to be delivered from that as a requirement. Now, the scripture certainly teaches us that God is a deliverer. 1 Corinthians 1 and 10 talks about three-tenses of deliverance, that God has delivered us. He does deliver us, and he will deliver us. And God is a deliverer. But you have to be careful in your faith walk as a Christian And as you experience uh, the various modes of the deliverance of God, you have to be careful that you don't develop more faith in the deliverance than you have in the deliverer. And in rare circumstances, when we pray in faith and the deliverance does not come, many people quit on God. Because they had more faith in the deliverance than the God who provides it. And so it yields a question. A question is squeezed out of this concept. What do you do when your faith is disappointed? Because if you keep walking by faith long enough, there will come some disappointments in your faith. There will come sometimes times where you pray for change and change does not come. There will be sometimes times you pray to exit a season and you're there six months longer or two years longer or three years longer. And the answer is we must transition from faith into trust. Our knowledge says, I know God can deliver me. I've got past experience, I've learned, I've been taught. Our knowledge says, I know God is able. Our faith says, I believe God will. Trust says, but even if he doesn't, I'm still not going to bow my knee to another God. I'm not going to bow my knee to faithlessness and cast away my belief system because God is worthy of my praise and my worship and my service, not because of the things he does for me but simply because he is God. Paul, who was skillful in prayer and powerfully anointed, experienced this. He went through something he called a thorn in his flesh and prayed three times that God would deliver him. Why did he pray? because Paul had been delivered many times. He was stoned at Lystra, left for dead, and God raised him up and delivered him. He was shipwrecked off the coast of Malta, and God delivered him. He was snake bitten by a poisonous viper, and God delivered him. He was imprisoned with Silas to be executed the next morning, and at midnight they sang praise to God, and God sent an earthquake and delivered them. He had experience with God's deliverance. Knowledge of the past, experience said, I know God is able. Faith said, I believe I will. So Paul prayed and nothing happened. So he transitioned into trust. Trust says, if this never moves, it doesn't change my connection with you. If this never changes, if the thorn is not taken away, this does not mean that you and I are at a breach in the relationship. Nebuchadnezzar was in his day, similar to historical figures like uh, Napoleon, uh, great conqueror Genghis Khan, you know, the people that put together military systems and conquered much of the known and developed world. Nebuchadnezzar was a brilliant man, a great governor and leader. And the only thing that eclipsed his prowess for battle tactics and administration and government was he was a remarkably cruel and evil man by age 21 he had become the emperor of babylon and because of his reputation for brutality because he was known to fly off in fits of anger and do horrible things he gained the admiration of the Scythian army. Now, the Scythians, if you know your history, were a very large army for hire. They were famous for being torturers. They didn't just win battles, they tortured their victims. It was the Scythians, according to your history book, that invented the mode of torture where you would tie the victims' limbs to four separate horses going four separate directions and slowly cause the horses to pull a person apart. The Scythians looked at Nebuchadnezzar and they said, we found somebody that can be our kind of leader. And when Nebuchadnezzar got the alliance and the allegiance of the Scythian army, he began to conquer not only the regions around him, he began to conquer the world. And when this terrifying king, this brutal king with his massive army set his sight on the nation of Israel to conquer it. There was a remnant of believers that started to pray. Why did they pray? Because their knowledge and past experience let them know God is able to deliver us. He's delivered us from rival kings before. Their faith said, I believe God will deliver us. And yet their prayers did not get answered. Nebuchadnezzar attacked Israel. He destroyed their army. He burned their cities. He desecrated their temple. He killed their king and he enslaved their people. He took three of the nation's brightest young minds, descendants of royalty Incredible boys, and he forced them into his service as slaves. He had stolen everything from them. He killed their parents. He had taken their land, their freedom. He even made eunuchs out of them. He stole their manhood, he stole their ability. To produce seed and raise up children in the next generation. He even stole their names. Their names were Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And he renamed them Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And one day, while celebrating his many accomplishments, He constructs the largest furnace in the world at the time and makes a golden image of himself, 60 cubits high. And a law is decreed that whenever music is played, everybody had to bow down. And if you don't bow down, we'll throw you into the same furnace that created the idol because behind every idol is a furnace. King finds out that there's three Hebrew boys that are refusing to bow down and worship the statue. And in Daniel 3 13, the scripture says he was furious. It uses that terminology twice. It says he was furious with them. Now this is interesting. Nebuchadnezzar is furious with these boys because he has stolen. Everything from them except their will. You can't steal a person's will. They have to give it over. And he's angry with them because now he wants something from them that he cannot take. And this is when the enemy will unleash all hell against you is when he wants something from you that he cannot take. Now, the question for the inquisitive mind in the text is what's given these boys the fortitude to stand against such a raging madman with such power and known for such cruelty? Was it faith? No. Here's why faith is simply according to scripture the substance of things hoped for but everything these boys had hoped for had fallen apart they had prayed that the babylonians would not siege their nation Their nation was sieged. They had prayed against the destruction of their temple. Their temple was destroyed. They had prayed not to be kidnapped. They were kidnapped. They had prayed not to be made eunuchs, and they were made eunuchs. Nothing that they have prayed for has turned out like they expected, and yet they were able to defy the most powerful and cruel king in the world at the time because they transitioned from faith into trust. Verses 16, 17, and 18 is really the whole message. They said to the king, verse 16, we don't need to defend ourselves in this matter. It's not even worth talking about. I don't need to pull up any points or I don't need to argue my case. We don't need to defend ourselves. Verse 17, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, watch this, the God we serve is able. That's knowledge. I know he can deliver me. The God we serve is able. I know he's got the capability to deliver me. Then they said, and he will. That's faith. I believe he will. But then they said, but even if he doesn't, verse 18, I still ain't going to bow. That's trust. Knowledge, faith, and trust. And Nebuchadnezzar has messed up because he's trying to do something that's impossible. He's he's trying to break. I like it. He's trying to break three boys that are worshipers. He would have been successful if they were just praisers. Because people that praise God understand praise is what you offer God in response to what he has done. I praise you, Lord, because I'm healthy. I praise you, Lord, because my children are healthy. I praise you, Lord, because I have a vehicle. I praise you, Lord, because I have a roof over my head. I praise you, Lord, because I have food on my table. I praise you, Lord, because you've been so good to me. I praise you, Lord, because none of the enemies that have attacked me have been successful. I praise you, Lord. That's what a praiser does. A worshiper is different. A worshiper says, I don't have no food. I don't have no car. I don't have no house. I don't have no friends. I don't have no health. I'm sick in my body. Everything in my life is turned upside down. Had a family. Got divorced. Everybody ostracized me. I'm all by myself. Had good times. Lost those times. Now I ain't got nothing but bad times. There's no sunshine in my life. There's no goodness in my life. There's no beauty in my life. And yet I recognize that you are still God and simply upon the premise that I know you're God and I'm not I want to stand here with nothing in my hands and raise them up to you and give you glory and honor and praise simply because of who you are that's a worshiper these boys were taught about God first instead of the things God does a lot of people come into the faith Centered around the things God does. So that when God doesn't do the things. There's no faith left because there was never faith in the first place. A lot of people come into the faith on the premise of healing and they get healed. But but listen to me, everybody that's ever been healed. Listen to me. I have a guarantee for you. If you've ever been healed, you're going to get sick again. And so, and so the premise is of their understanding, you got to heal me every time I'm sick. You got to heal me of every headache. You got to heal me of every arthritic joint. You got to heal me of every single thing in my life and I have to walk through my life totally unfettered from pain or you're not God. Or people come into the faith on the premise of blessing. And I'll be the first to tell you, God is a blesser. But here's the thing about a blessing. You're always going to need another one. Some people live such chaotic lives. They come into the faith on the premise of God will give you peace. And he will. He's a peacemaker. Jesus is the peace speaker. And yet there will be times... Even in your life of peace that Jesus provides... There will be times where you feel like plucking every single hair out of your body and then setting yourself on fire because things are going so crazy in your life. There will be times, even if you have a sound mind, there will be times when you feel like you just might be losing it. There will be times when you look yourself in the mirror and don't even recognize the person looking back at you. There will be times when life, family, work, health, and everything. Thing around you pushes you to the absolute edge. And we complain on God. We get angry with God because we entered in under false pretenses. Not these boys. They were taught about God and then all the side effects later. Somebody who was teaching them, They didn't major on the minor. They majored on the major. They they taught the boys what David said. That the earth is the Lord's. The fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. That we are the sheep of his pasture. That he has made us and not we ourselves. They had something rooted and grounded deep in the root system of their spirits that god is worthy regardless that god is good regardless i know it falls flat but i'm gonna say it again because it's good nonetheless god is good regardless if you're having a bad day i got news for you god is good regardless if you're sick in your body i got news for you God is good regardless. If your family's going crazy, I got news for you. God is good regardless. And no matter what state you're in, you owe him praise. We are his creation commanded to show forth his praise. If you hadn't clapped your hands yet this morning, now's a good time. Set up. They're wanting them to trade their faith for human influence and materialism. That's what the statue represented human influence because of Nebuchadnezzar's power and materialism. It was made out of gold. That's still the tactic of the enemy in 2023. He wants people that worship God to bow their knee to human influence and materialism. And if you're not careful, you'll you'll put your ear to the ground in a lot of churches and you'll hear a lot of concepts and a lot of doctrines of devils that's based in human influence and materialism. They said, I ain't bowing to that. I worship God. I worship God. And God is able. I've known him long enough to know he's able. And I believe he will. But if he doesn't. In other words, What difference does he make or what difference does it make if he doesn't? It doesn't change who he is. Neither does it change who I am. I said it doesn't change who he is. It doesn't change who I am. Somebody died, and you were praying they would live. And you prayed because knowledge says, I know he's able. Faith says, I believe he will. And you should pray. The scripture said, we ought to always pray and that we can pray about anything. But they died. It doesn't change who he is. And it doesn't change who you are. You were believing and praying for promotion, lost your job. Don't know what you're gonna do. Problems not solved yet. It doesn't change who he is. And it doesn't change who you are. Your beautiful family. Beautiful family torn apart by a divorce everybody's bleeding you're bleeding, they're bleeding, kids are bleeding everybody's bleeding this time of year makes it worse and your heart's broken and you can kind of feel yourself getting getting older and colder a little more bitter by the day But that doesn't change who he is. And it doesn't change who you are. And if that's not in your core, you don't have it. If you ain't got this, you ain't got nothing. Because life's going to hit you. Life's going to hurt you. The enemy's going to attack you. People are going to disappoint you. Some things are going to go on. And, and you got to have it deep. Deep down. I know he can. Ooh, I know he can. And I believe he will. But if he doesn't, it doesn't change who he is. It doesn't change who I am. I'm still the clay. He's still the potter. I'm still the creature. He's still the creator. I'm still the child. He's still the Father. So if you're going to throw me in, throw me in. I dare you to say that. If you're going to throw me in. I dare you to look at that trouble that's lighting your life on fire and say, you're going to throw me in, throw me in. And so Nebuchadnezzar, when he hears them say, I still ain't going to bow. He said, um, heat the furnace up. Seven times. And it's like at first I was wondering, like, what's hotter than fire? the furnace up seven times hotter than it is right now he's got his mathematicians and scientists figuring out how to make it seven times hotter and 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 he didn't he didn't just throw them in he he tied them up i want you to burn and not be able to move And then he gets his strongest soldiers to go and throw them in. And, and he asks them a question before they go to their doom. What God? What God is going to stop me from throwing you in the fire? In other words... You got big faith, huh? Go ahead and throw me in. What difference does your faith make in this situation? And that was the mistake. He was thinking, well, if your God's so powerful, he'll stop the fire or he'll stop me from throwing you in. But sometimes God doesn't stop the fire. And sometimes God doesn't keep you from getting bound. And sometimes God lets you get thrown in. But there's where the difference comes in. Because the furnace was seven times hotter, and the soldiers were the strongest. And yet, when they were carrying them to the fire, the fire was so hot, it didn't kill the bound men. It killed the soldiers who were unbound trying to throw them in. Uh, I'm starting to feel good right now. Yeah. There's a lot of people in here that have lived through stuff that totally destroyed others around you. There's a lot of people in here that have lived through fire that totally burn up the rest of the people in your circle. There's a lot of people in here that went to school with people that are dead in the grave this morning. Then they threw them in. And Nebuchadnezzar's mistake, he didn't know God. And he didn't know that God never promised. That you wouldn't go through, walk through some fire. God never promised you wouldn't be bound. God never promised that you wouldn't have to face the heat. But he did promise that if you walk with him, you will never walk alone. He did promise that whatever you go through that I allow you to go through, I will go through it with you. And so he he doesn't he doesn't quench the flames and he could have. You know, for for King Hezekiah, when he got in trouble with the Scythians, God sent one angel through the camp of the enemy and over a hundred thousand died. God could have done that. He didn't. He, he lets them throw them in the fire and then he just walks around with them, making sure that what they're going through does not destroy them. And I don't know who I came to preach to this morning. You're going through a fire and you're wondering, where is the deliverance of God? God sent me here to tell you two words. He said, Jason, tell him to trust me. Going through a fire in your mental health. The medication's not working. You don't know what you're going to do. And facing a new year is bringing anxiety in your soul said to tell you trust me those of you going through a financial fire everything in your life is burning up everything in your life it seems like it's getting smaller instead of greater God sent me here to tell you trust me going through a fire in your marriage looks like you're heading for divorce you've been praying and crying out to God and the deliverance has not come God said trust me And I got a prophetic word from you, or for you. If you have faith in God, hear me, not the stuff God does. If you have faith in God, what you are going through will not destroy you. Listen to me. Listen to me. Those of you in a crisis, those of you with a situation that's just on fire, and it looks like, by all physical and natural accounts, it looks like this is it. Hear the word of the Lord. Those flames will not burn you. That problem's not going to destroy you. That crisis is not going to take you out. The Bible says they came. They were summoned. They were threw in the fire, but they were summoned out. They had to ask them if they would please come out. Because they couldn't go in and get them. I can walk through stuff you can't walk through. I can deal with stuff you can't deal with. I can carry things you can't carry. I, I can do things because I, I believe in God. You can walk through things your coworkers can't walk through. You can handle things other people can't handle. A, they threw them in. They had to ask them, would you? Are y'all done walking around in there? When, when, when you finish? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Woo. I just feel to tell you people that threw you into something are about to have to ask your permission to do something else. I, oh. Ooh, ooh, it will turn. God will turn it. God will turn it. God will turn it. God will. Would you come out, please? And they walk out. And, and, and the, only, the only thing different about them from before they went in till now not a hair on their head was singed their clothes weren't burned up they said they said sniff them they didn't even smell like smoke a lot of us don't smell like what we've been through a lot of us don't look like what we've been through a lot of us you wouldn't believe our testimony if we told you a lot of us you'd never believe our story it was hot thing, only change it made, you know fire is a change agent, only change it made in their life was it burnt off the ropes that the enemy had used to tie them with. One way or another, you're going to make it. Are you listening to this preacher? One way or another, you're coming through it. One way or another. One way or another. And that evil, possessed, cruel, dark king said there is no other God. Sometimes God lets you go through things that would burn everybody else up just to prove he's God on the throne. Sometimes Jesus will let Lazarus die just so he can show up four days late, call him out of the grave and say, I am the resurrection and the life. Sometimes God uses a situation to paint his character on the canvas of your situation. I'll never throw away my knowledge. Learn too much about him. Knowledge says, I know he's able. I ain't throwing away my faith. It's worked too many times. I believe he will. And I still believe he will. But if you ain't got that third one, that but even if he doesn't, And you're missing it faith has the power to stop the fire trust has the power to make you fireproof stand to your feet give the Lord a praise all over the house oh come on give him a praise He's worthy of it. He's still God and he's still good. He's still holy. He's still righteous. This won't be long. This won't be long. This won't be long. Just grab hands with somebody. I know it's uncomfortable for some people. Just grab hands with somebody. This won't be long. You're touching the hand of a person who's going through things that you will never know about. I don't care if you're holding hands with your spouse. There's some things in the recesses of their mind, their subconscious, their soul that you'll never know about. You'll never understand the depth of. You're holding hands with a person that's been through all kind of fires and is going through one right now. You're holding the hand of a person who has stood in knowledge and said, I know he's able, and has stood in faith and said, I believe he will. But you're also holding hands with a person that's faced disappointments. You're holding hands with a person that's seen both. They've seen God move when they prayed, and they've seen nothing happen. And I want to tell you, I'm calling you, I'm urging you to move right now, wherever you are, into a position of trust. trustworthy. I wish I had a louder voice to say it. God is trustworthy. No matter what you're going through, no matter how bad it hurts, no matter how it looks, God is Trustworthy, We're going to pray for each other. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we lift up our brothers and our sisters. We touch and agree like Jesus told us to. We touch and agree knowing you're here in the midst of us. And for every person that's going through, for every person that's thought about quitting, for every person that is absolutely on the edge, in the name of Jesus, we release the anointing of the Holy Spirit to minister to them, to uplift them, to secure them, and to whisper to them just trust me just trust me just trust me just trust me come on squeeze that hand let an infusion of faith come into them. let an infusion of trust come into him let an infusion of the power of God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit flow from person to person let it flow right now let it flow right now Now take those hands and lift them up to heaven. And for 30 seconds, I want you to open your mouth and tell God he's still good. He's still worthy. Come on, release those hands and just wave them up in the air. We're still worthy of praise. You're still worthy of all honor, all glory. name of jesus may the blessing of the lord come upon every single person in this room if you're one of the people that that word was for if you're one of the people that interrupted my message plans and made god thump me on the head and say go tell them that i pray the beauty and the richness of the seed of the word of god takes root in your spirit and begins to bring forth a harvest of fruit in your life i call you blessed i call you prosperous I call you strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, rooted in trust in God. And I hope you understand those flames won't destroy you. In the name of Jesus. If you receive the word, clap your hands.